0: Canto Sixteen Anger, Free Will, The Corruption of the World Darkness of hell, and of a night deprived of every planet under a poor sky, as much as may be tenebrous with cloud, ne'er made unto my sight so thick a veil as did that smoke which there enveloped us, nor to the feeling of so rough a texture. For not an eye it suffered to stay open whereat mine escort, faithful and sagacious, drew near to me and offered me his shoulder. E'en as a blind man goes behind his guide, lest he should wander, or should strike against aught that may harm or peradventure kill him, so went I through the bitter and foul air, listening unto my leader, who said only, Look that for me thou not be separated. Voices I heard, and every one appeared to supplicate for peace and misery Cord the Lamb of God who takes away our sins. Still Agnus Dei their exordium was. One word there was in all, and meter one, so that all harmony appeared among them. Master, I said, are spirits those I hear? And he to me, thou apprehendest truly, and they the knot of anger go unloosing. Now who art thou that cleavest through our smoke and art discoursing of us even as though thou didst by Callan still divide the time? After this manner by a voice was spoken, whereon my master said, Do thou reply, and ask if on this side the way go upward. And I... O creature that dost cleanse thyself to return beautiful to him who made thee, thou shalt hear marvels if thou follow me. Thee will I follow far as is allowed me, he answered, and if smoke prevent our seeing, hearing shall keep us joined instead thereof. Thereon began I, With that swathing band which death unwindeth am I going upward, and hither came I through the infernal anguish. And if God in his grace has me enfolded, so that he wills that I behold his court by method wholly out of modern usage, conceal not for me who ere death thou wast, but tell it me, and tell me if I go right for the pass, and be thy words our escort. Lombard was I, and I was Marco called, the world I knew, and loved that excellence at which each one now unbent his bow. For mounting upward thou art going right. Thus he made answer, and subjoined, I pray thee to pray for me when thou shalt be above. And I to him, my faith I pledge to thee, to do what thou dost ask me, but am bursting in thee with doubt unless I rid me of it. First it was simple, and is now made double by thy opinion, which makes certain to me here and elsewhere that which I couple with it. The world, forsooth, is utterly deserted by every virtue, as thou tellest me, and with iniquity is big and covered. But I beseech thee, point me out the cause, that I may see it, and to others show it. For one in the heavens, and here below, one puts it. A sigh profound, that grief forced into I, he first sent forth. And then began he... Brother, the world is blind, and sooth thou comest from it. Ye who are living, every cause refer still upward to the heavens, as if all things they of necessity moved with themselves. If this were so, in you would be destroyed free will, nor any justice would there be in having joy for good or grief for evil. The heavens your movements do initiate, I say not all, but granting that I say it, light has been given you for good and evil, and free volition, which, if some fatigue in the first battles with the heavens it suffers, afterwards conquers all, if well tis nurtured. To greater force and to a better nature, though free, ye subject are, and that creates the mind in you the heavens have not in charge. Hence if the present world doth go astray, in you the cause is, be it sought in you, and I therein will now be thy true spy. Forth from the hand of him who fondles it before it is, like to a little girl weeping and laughing in her childish sport, issues the simple soul that nothing knows, save that proceeding from a joyous maker, gladly it turns to that which gives it pleasure. Of trivial good at first it tastes the savor, is cheated by it, and runs after it, if guide or reign turn not aside its love. Hence it behooved laws for a reign to place, behooved a king to have, who at the least of the true city should discern the tower. The laws exist, but who sets hand to them? No one, because the shepherd who proceeds can ruminate, but cleaveth not the hoof. Wherefore the people that perceives its guide strike only at the good for which it hankers, feeds upon that, and farther seeketh not. Clearly canst thou perceive that evil guidance the cause is that has made the world depraved, and not that nature is corrupt in you. Rome, that reformed the world, accustomed was, two sons to have, which one rode and the other, of God and of the world, made manifest. One has the other quenched, and to the crozier the sword is joined, and ill beseemeth it that by main force one with the other go, because, being joined, one feareth not the other. If thou believe not, think upon the grain, for by its seed each herb is recognized. In the land paved by Poe and Adige, valor and courtesy used to be found, before that Frederick had his controversy. Now in security can pass that way whoever will abstain, through sense of shame, from speaking with the good or drawing near them. True, three old men are left, in whom upbraids the ancient age the new, Curado da Palazzo, and good Gerardo, and Guido da Castel, who better named is, in fashion of the French, the simple Lombard. Say thou henceforward that the Church of Rome, confounding in itself two governments, falls in the mire and soils itself in burden. O Marco mine, I said, Thou reasonest well, and now discern I why the sons of Levi have been excluded from the heritage. But what Gerardo is it, who, as sample of a lost race, thou sayest has remained in reprobation of the barbarous age? Either thy speech deceives me, or it tempts me, he answered me, for speaking Tuscan to me it seems of good Gerardo not thou knowest. By other surnames do I know him not, unless I take it from his daughter Gaia. May God be with you, for I come no farther." Behold the dawn that through the smoke rays out, already whitening, and I must depart, yonder the angel is, ere he appear. Thus did he speak, and would no farther hear me. Canto 17 Instances of Punished Anger The Angel of Peace Remember, reader, if e'er in the Alps a mist o'ertook thee, through which thou couldst see not otherwise than through its membrane mole, how, when the vapors humid and condensed began to dissipate themselves, the sphere of the sun feebly enters in among them, and thy imagination will be swift in coming to perceive how I resaw the sun at first that was already setting. Thus to the faithful footsteps of my master, mating mine own, I issued from that cloud to rays already dead on the low shores. O thou imagination, that dost steal us so from without sometimes, that man perceives not, although around may sound a thousand trumpets, who moveth thee, if sense impel thee not, moves thee a light which in the heaven takes form, by self, or by a will that downward guides it. Of her impiety, who changed her form into the bird that most delights in singing, in my imagining appeared the trace. And hereupon my mind was so withdrawn within itself, that from without there came nothing that then might be received by it. Then reigned within my lofty fantasy one crucified, disdainful, and ferocious in countenance, and even thus was dying. Around him were the great Ahasuerus, Esther his wife, and the just Mordecai, who was in word and action so entire. And even as this image burst asunder of its own self, in fashion of a bubble in which the water it was made of fails, there rose up in my vision a young maiden, bitterly weeping, and she said, O queen, why hast thou wished in anger to be not? Thou slain thyself, Lavinia not to lose. Now hast thou lost me. I am she who mourns, mother, at thine ere at another's ruin. As sleep is broken, when upon a sudden new light strikes in upon the eyelids closed, and broken quivers ere it dieth wholly, so this imagining of mine fell down as soon as the effulgence smote my face, greater by far than what is in our want. I turned me round to see where I might be, when a voice said, Here is the passage up, which from all other purposes removed me, and made my wish so full of eagerness to look and see who was it that was speaking, it never rests till meeting face to face. But as before the sun which quells the sight, and in its own excess its figure veils, even so my power was insufficient here. This is a spirit divine, who in the way of going up directs us without asking, and who with his own light himself conceals. He does with us as man doth with himself, for he who sees the need and waits the asking malignly leans already towards denial. Accord we now our feet to such inviting, let us make haste to mount ere it grow dark, for then we could not till the day return. Thus my conductor said, And I and he together turned our footsteps to a stairway, and I, as soon as the first step I reached, near me perceived a motion as of wings, and fanning in the face, and saying, Beati pacifi, who are without ill anger. Already over us were so uplifted the latest sunbeams which the night pursues, that upon many sides the stars appeared. O manhood mine, why dost thou vanish so? I said within myself, for I perceived the vigor of my legs was put in truce we at the point were, where no more ascends the stairway upward, and were motionless, even as a ship which at the shore arrives. And I gave heed a little, if I might hear aught whatsoever in the circle knew. Then to my master turned me round, and said, Say it, my sweet father, what delinquency is purged here in the circle where we are? Although our feet may pause, pause not thy speech. And he to me, The love of good, remiss in what it should have done, is here restored. Here plied again the ill belated oar. But still more openly to understand, turn unto me thy mind, and thou shalt gather some profitable fruit from our delay. Neither creator nor a creature ever, son, he began, was destitute of love, natural or spiritual, and thou knowest it. The natural was ever without error, but ere the other may, by evil object, or by too much, or by too little vigor. While in the first it well directed is, and in the second moderates itself, it cannot be the cause of sinful pleasure. But when to ill it turns, and, with more care or lesser than it ought, runs after good, gainst the Creator works his own creation. Hence thou mayest comprehend that love must be the seed within yourselves of every virtue, and every act that merits punishment. Now inasmuch as never from the welfare of its own subject can love turn its sight, from their own hatred all things are secure. And since we cannot think of any being standing alone, nor from the first divided, of hating him is all desire cut off. Hence if, discriminating, I judge well, the evil that one loves is of one's neighbor, and this is born in three modes in your clay. There are who, by abasement of their neighbor, hope to excel, and therefore only long that from his greatness he may be cast down. There are who power, grace, honor, and renown fear they may lose because another rises, thence are so sad that the reverse they love. And there are those whom injury seems to chafe, so that it makes them greedy for revenge, and such must needs shape out another's harm. This threefold love is wept for down below. Now of the other will I have thee here, that runneth after good with measure faulty. Each one confusedly a good conceives, wherein the mind may rest, and longeth for it. Therefore to overtake it each one strives. If languid love to look on this attract you, or in attaining unto it, this cornice, after just penitence, torments you for it. There is other good that does not make man happy. Tis not felicity, tis not the good essence of every good the fruit and root. The love that yields itself too much to this, above us is lamented in three circles but how tripartite it may be described, I say not, that thou seek it for thyself. Canto 18. The Fourth Ring. Sloth. Love and Free Will. Instances of Punished Sloth. An end had put unto his reasoning the lofty teacher, and attent was looking into my face if I appeared content. And I, whom a new thirst still goaded on, without was mute, and said within, perchance the too much questioning I make annoys him. But that true father who had comprehended the timid wish that opened not itself, by speaking gave me hardihood to speak. Whence I, My sight is, master, vivified so in thy light, that clearly I discern whate'er thy speech importeth or describes. Therefore I thee entreat, sweet father dear, to teach me love to which thou dost refer every good action and its contrary. Direct, he said, towards me the keen eyes of intellect, and clear will be to thee the error of the blind, who would be leaders, the soul, which is created apt to love, is mobile unto everything that pleases, soon as by pleasure she is waked to action. Your apprehension from some real thing as image draws, and in yourself displays it, so that it makes the soul turn unto it. And if, when turned, towards it she incline, love is that inclination, it is nature, which is by pleasure bound in you anew. Then even as the fire doth upward move by its own form, which to ascend is born, where longest in its matter it endures, so comes the captive soul into desire, which is a motion spiritual, and ne'er rests until she doth enjoy the thing beloved. Now may apparent be to thee how hidden the truth is from those people who aver all love is in itself a laudable thing, because its matter may perchance appear I to be good, but yet not each impression is good, albeit good may be the wax. Thy words and my sequacious intellect, I answered him, have love revealed to me, but that has made me more imprained with doubt. For if love from without be offered us, and with another foot the soul go not, if right or wrong she go, tis not her merit. And he to me... What reason seeth here myself can tell thee? Beyond that await for Beatrice, since tis a work of faith. Every substantial form that segregate from matter is, and with it is united, specific power has in itself collected, which without act is not perceptible, nor shows itself except by its effect, as life does in a plant by the green leaves. But still, whence cometh the intelligence of the first notions, man is ignorant, and the affection for the first allurements, which are in you as instinct in the bee to make its honey, and this first desire, merit of praise or blame, containeth not. Now that to this all others may be gathered, innate within you is the power that counsels, and it should keep the threshold of assent. This is the principle from which is taken occasion of desert in you, according as good and guilty loves it takes and winnows. Those who, in reasoning, to the bottom went, were of this innate liberty aware, therefore bequeath they ethics to the world. Supposing then that from necessity springs every love that is within you kindled, within yourselves the power is to restrain it. The noble virtue Beatrice understands by the free will, and therefore see that thou bear it in mind, if she should speak of it. The moon, belated almost unto midnight, now made the stars appear to us more rare, formed like a bucket that is all ablaze. And counter to the heavens ran through those paths which the sun sets aflame, when he of Rome sees at twixt Sardis and Corsicans go down. And that patrician shade, for whom is named Pietola more than any Mantua in town, had laid aside the burden of my lading. Whence I, who reason manifest and plain in answer to my questions had received, stood like a Mayan drowsy reverie. But taken from me was this drowsiness suddenly by a people that behind our backs already had come round to us. And as of old Ismenus and Asopus beside them saw at night the rush and throng, if but the Thebans were in need of Bacchus, so they along that circle curved their step, from what I saw of those approaching us, who by good will and righteous love are ridden. Full soon they were upon us, because running moved onward all that mighty multitude, and two in the advance cried out, lamenting, Mary in haste unto the mountain ran, and Caesar, that he might subdue Ilerda, thrust at Marseilles, and then ran into Spain, Quick, quick, so that the time may not be lost by little love, forthwith the others cried, for ardor and well-doing freshens grace. O folk, in whom an eager fervor now supplies perhaps delay and negligence put by you in well-doing through lukewarmness, this one who lives, and truly I lie not, would fain go up, if but the sun relight us. So tell us where the passage nearest is. These were the words of him who was my guide, and some one of those spirits said, Come on behind us, and the opening shalt thou find. So full of longing are we to move onward that stay we cannot. Therefore pardon us, if thou for churlishness our justice take. I was San Zeno's abbot at Verona, under the empire of good Barbarossa, of whom still sorrowing Milan holds discourse. And he has one foot in the grave already, who shall ere long lament that monastery, and sorry be of having there had power, because his son, in his whole body sick, and worse than mine, and who was evil-born, he put into the place of its true pastor. If more he said, or silent was, I know not. He had already passed so far beyond us. But this I heard, and to retain it pleased me. And he who was in every need my succor said, Turn thee hitherward, see two of them come fastening upon slothfulness their teeth. In rear of all they shouted, Sooner were the people dead to whom the sea was opened than their inheritors the Jordan saw, and those who the fatigue did not endure unto the issue with Anchises' son, themselves to life without in glory offered. Then when from us so separated were those shades that they no longer could be seen, Within me a new thought did entrance find, whence others many and diverse were born, And so I lapsed from one into another, that in a reverie mine eyes I closed, And meditation into dream transmuted.